Welcome back to the Pennsylvania Prisons and Parole Podcast. We're brought to you by the Department of Corrections Communications Office. My name is Ryan Tarkowski, and I'm joined by executive producer Kurt Bope. We're going to start today by pulling back the curtain just a little bit and letting you in on a little secret. Believe it or not, producing and hosting this podcast are not the primary responsibilities of either Kurt or myself. I know, it's hard to believe, but we have full-time jobs in the DOC Communications Office, and our day-to-day goal is to share the tremendous work happening throughout the department on a daily basis. And that's what we're trying to do with this podcast, bring you information on the programs, policies, and initiatives that keep the department running. And we're not alone. We get submissions from DOC personnel throughout the state. A lot of them you can find on our blog. It's cor.pa.gov. And a recent blog post there introduced us to registered nurse Nick Friedman at SEI Laurel Highlands. Not only did Nick go to school to become a nurse later in life, he also took up CrossFit and powerlifting. Nick's story is definitely unique, and when I read it, I knew I wanted to chat with him and learn more. And this podcast is the perfect way to do it. So let's not keep him waiting any longer and welcome in Nick Friedman to the Pennsylvania Prisons and Parole Podcast. So Nick, before we get into your weightlifting journey, can you tell us about the path that brought you to the Department of Corrections? Yeah, it's uh, it'll be uh, nine years ago. Well, more than that, when I was 52, so that's uh, 14 years ago, I decided to become a nurse at age 52, late in life. And uh, I worked for a local hospital and uh, kept getting laid off from the hospital after becoming a nurse. And there was an opening at the Department of Corrections. And I figured, well, what the heck, we'll give it a shot. And been there for nine years now, coming up in August to be nine years. So back it up just a little bit. You said you started nursing school in your mid-50s? 52. And what was that like? It was rough. <laughs> it is hard to go back to school, especially after being out for how many years? You know, I, I mean, I, last time I was in school was 18 years of age. But what I wanted to do is I, I, I was working as a um, kitchen designer and kept getting the places that I worked for kept going out of business. And so my wife said that uh, we needed a steady income. And so she said I needed to go to school and uh, wanted me to get into health care. And I uh, was going to go to school to, uh, I, I applied for a, uh, a rad tech, a radiology, radiology technologist to take x-rays and stuff. And so you had to, going back to school at this late in life, you had to take an entrance exam. And the same exam that I took for the radiology is the same exam for the nursing. And I scored like 97% on it. And that woman says I'd make more money and do uh guaranteed a job if I became a nurse. So that's why I went into uh, nursing. Had no so intention of doing it. When you were in school, was there ever a time that you were uh, looking at yourself and you said, I can't, I can't do this. I can't keep up with these kids. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> For two years, it was like that. Uh, I, cause I still had to work and pay bills. I had a mortgage, a uh, wife, two kids. I went to school full time. I worked and then I came home and studied. Uh, the kids would, it was great because my kids were in high school. They would help me with uh, the computer work and uh, reading. And my wife would do all my typing for me and she helped me out a great deal that way. 
but I had a lot of good people I went to school with and I um, joined study groups and uh, had buddies that would, I could call and say, I'm really stuck and I would help, you know, I need help with doing this and they would work with me through it. And what would you say to somebody who might be thinking about a, a late in life career change? They might do say, they might say oh, it's too late. I, I can't do that. I'm, I'm 40 already. Do it. I mean, because um, when I first started, there was 102 people who signed up for the nursing school. Uh, 92 people showed up. After the first week, I think 20 or 30 dropped out. And actually, 42 graduated two years later. And I was number 21 in a class of 42. But I'd say to anybody, do it. It's life-changing. You appreciate everything that you do. You have life experience to draw upon. You have so much more to give. And the kids that all come, I, I call them kids because, I mean, they, that's what they were out of high school. And they would come to me and ask me questions. And, you know, and I felt important that way. And then there's things that I just had no understanding, like computers. And they was willing to teach me. So it was a great exchange great experience how do you feel about computers now did you uh did you pick up on it <laughs> no <laughs> i am bare minimum this is my first podcast to, to experience ever i never listened to one never been on one and um it's interesting but uh, i mean i could figure stuff out now it takes me a little while but i can do it so yeah so Nursing wasn't the only thing you picked up kind of later in life. Uh, we also read a blog post at cor.pa.gov that your uh, corrections superintendent assistant sent in that you were recently in a, a weightlifting competition. Tell me about that. Yeah, um, I'm old. And so at age 60, I started breaking down and uh, uh, stiff joints, bad back, uh, knees are bad, arthritis. And uh, I had a frozen shoulder and I was having a hard time drinking a cup of coffee, believe it or not. And I'd have to bend over, put the cup to my mouth and then be able to drink my coffee. And my son told me, he goes, dad, you need to start working out. You need to start doing something. And he suggested that I go to CrossFit. I looked CrossFit up online because I had no idea what CrossFit was. And I said, you've got to be kidding. These people are nuts. They can't, you know, I can't do anything like that at this age. And he says, you got to try it and guaranteed you're going to like it and you're going to, and everything's going to work. I says, well, I, I tried it. My wife and I both joined when I was 60 and she was uh, 54, 55, 53. And um, don't get yourself in trouble now. Oh, I know. I, I had to think about it for a second. <laughs> but anyhow, she, uh, after the first week, I was so sore. I mean, I couldn't comb my hair. I mean, uh, for a little bit I have. Uh, she quit because she said it was just too hard. Um, but something inside me, like the melt ego thing, was I seen these other people doing these exercises and going through all these motions. And uh, they were doing it. And I figured, you know, I can do this. But I just, you know, I think I just have to practice a little bit. You know, I mean, it's very tough to get started. And I did. I continued with it. And um, after about six months, 
I came home one day from the gym and my wife goes, what are you doing? Are you on a diet? I said, no. And she goes, you know, because you look really good, you know, you seem like you're more energy, you have, you know, a lot of things have changed about you. And, um, actually she, then the, the owner of the gym actually developed a program for my wife, for her to start again. And now we've been doing it for, like I said, almost six years. And uh, were you a, a athletic guy in your younger years? I just kind of fell out of it because of work and family and all that. Or was this kind of your first uh, foray into to physical competition? I was a football player in junior high school. In senior high school, I went from football to the band and never did anything physical. I tried lifting weights here and there. I did uh, uh, running. I did, uh, and that all, everything fell to the wayside because life intervened. You know, growing up, I had uh, kids, a job. Uh, I didn't care. I did all the bad things of life. Uh, I drank, I smoked, and did all the things you shouldn't do. Uh, I thought you were saying kids and jobs were the bad things in life. No, the, the, <laughs> yeah. well, sometimes those kids, you know, you could choke them, but, but I, I love them. They're good kids. So they turn out really well, but yeah, I did all the, all the things to myself that you shouldn't do, you know, and, um, kind of had to clean up my act and everything once I got married and, you know, couldn't do all those things anymore, but I still didn't do anything physical. Um, but I did fall in love with being fit and doing things and being able to do things. Even after I became an, I did this after I became a nurse because I gained a lot of weight when I went back to school to become a nurse. And this was a way to, that I had to do to, to lose the weight. Unfortunately, like I said, I smoked and so I have COPD and part of CrossFit was running. And so, I mean, I couldn't run because I was huffing and puffing so bad. I, I couldn't breathe. The doctor told me not to run. I should walk and sit in the couch and watch TV. And I disagreed with that and every day i'd go out and i'd run from a telephone pole to a telephone pole and then i'd walk from telephone pole to telephone pole and it took me a year but i said finally i was able to do a marathon in a year's time just by going telephone pole to telephone pole i mean so i mean it's just it's not it's baby where steps. You yeah it's not where you start it's where you end up i kind of think you know it's just uh, you know you got to do things um, five years into it, I, I said, well, after two years of going to CrossFit, I decided to teach because I, I love this so much. I mean, I said, you know, I felt like I was 30 years old again and I, here I am 62 and it just, I, I just felt great doing things that I never thought possible ever in my life. And, uh, I'm not an athlete still by any means. I just, I never think of myself as, as that. But I just, it's just amazing. But you're not only an athlete, you're a competitive athlete, right? So you're, you're working out three to four days a week. You're, uh, training with your instructor in Pittsburgh. And then in March of this year, you qualified for nationals. What's, what was that all about? Yeah. Well, back in November of last year, I took a course to teach Olympic barbell, Olympic lifting to our CrossFit pupils. I just, um, and, and the instructor there says, you know, you have no talent as far as weightlifting goes, but you're strong. He goes, you know, with a little bit of work, I, he goes, I think we could uh, get you to at least be competitive, you know, in your age group. 
like I says, I, I didn't even know that people my age competed in weightlifting at all or competed doing anything at all other than, you know, running and playing some sports, you know. So I says, oh, sure, you know. And uh, he had me, he started to, you know, he asked me if I was serious about it. And I says, if you think I can do it, I'll try it. I had no idea what I was doing, no idea what I had to do, where I had to go. Started to research it. And the weights that the guys that I was going to compete against were probably 20 to 40 pounds more than I was actually lifting, you know? So I says, I, I don't know if I could compete against this, but he says, trust me. And we'll do a, a training program specifically for you. It's the same as CrossFit. They do sp training programs specifically for you, your ability and your levels. And uh, it was wonderful. And the thing was, is that I uh, went to the Maryland, Frederick, Maryland, to uh, compete. And, you know, he, said, he had me warming up. And this is my first competition. I am, I'm scared. I have no idea. I had to wear a singlet. I never wore a singlet in my entire life, if you ever had one. I mean, there's nothing, leaves nothing to the imagination. But, you know, I went through this whole thing and um, he had me warming up and he put the weight on and he told me to lift it. And I lifted it and he told me, okay, wait, sit down. Then tell me lift again. I lifted it again. And I says, how much weight is this? Because everything's in kilos. And he says, don't worry about it. He goes, you're doing just fine. So they called my name. I go up and I lift. I was successful. I mean, I, you have three attempts at um, a snatch and three attempts at a clean and jerk. And so my first attention, attempt at the snatch, I mean, it went right up and it was easy for me to do. And he says, how'd you feel? I said, good. I'm kind of excited. So he put on more weight and then we went up and did it again. And so when we were done, he told me the weights and I says, you know what? We have unofficially broke all the national records. And I qualified to go to nationals. And I mean, I was stoked. And uh, so I said, okay, so Salt Lake City, here we come. It was pretty incredible because some of the weightlifters that I was at this qualifying tournament were also in Salt Lake City. And when I went there, it was just uh, these, like they became instant family. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. But they uh, they seen me and they were all so excited to see me, and uh, we gelled. And there were people, age thirty five, and I think the oldest lifter there. There was two lifters that were eighty seven years of age. So, so it seems I'm, like whether it's going back to school at an older age or taking up CrossFit and then eventually uh, weightlifting at an older age it seems to be a theme for you of of this kind of fearlessness. Where do you get that? confidence from to, to jump in and try these new things. It's, uh, I had a lot of people encourage me really. I, I, I had no desire to do any of this. And somebody says, well, you can try it. You can do this and you'll be able to do more in life. And, uh, and to get me started, it was the support of my family, support of my friends, support of the people from the CrossFit, the, the gym, the weightlifting gym in Pittsburgh. Uh, church, everything. I mean, it was just everybody supported me in doing it and just said, at least give it a try because what's the worst that could happen? And uh, I mean, and I, and I took out on that attitude. It wasn't until I actually got into the competition and there was a fellow who was, say, 
equal in strength and ability that I had. And that competitive juice kicked in. And I, it's hard to explain, but my ears got warm and the hair in the back of my neck stood up. And it's like, you know, I says, I'm not going to let you beat me. I can beat this guy. You know, I said, I, I can do this. And, and, and my first lift was, I almost threw it behind me. It went up so fast and was so powerful that, you know, and then it felt so good. I mean, it was just absolutely incredible to be out on a stage and lights and official people. And I mean, it, it was incredible. And you ended up winning three gold medals, correct? three gold medals and i broke two national records which uh, was in the snatch which was 68 pounds uh, 68 kilos times 2.2 gives you the pounds lifted the uh, i did the uh, 70 some 75 kilos in my clean and jerk but i actually i did more than that i was just shy 2.2 one kilo shy of uh, breaking a record, national record for the clean and jerk. And then uh, the, you have a combined total of both the lifts, and I broke that record. So, and that's what uh, I got a gold medal in the snatch, the clean and jerk, and for the total. That's how well, that for the record, congratulations. That's very impressive. Um, yeah. Just you. as impressive is, is the, the career change. And, and we all know that nursing is in, in very high demand right now. Just in the commonwealth and and in the country why do you stay with the doc it's it's a challenge you go to a hospital the equipment's all shiny nice and new and and at the doc it's not as shiny as not as new it's uh, but it works but it, it, it's a challenge in to be able to relate to them to care for them and uh do the job but so but it's also you have to not only take care of people but you also have to take care of, of your fellow employees you have to look out for yourself and again it, you're not by yourself you're with a group of people who are in it with you and so everybody wants to go home at the end of the day and so everybody helps you um i treat the inmates as if they were human and they then in turn have that respect towards me they treat me as human also and uh so i have a good rapport not only with my fellow workers but with the inmates and makes it pretty tolerable and uh but it, it does have its challenges and there are days that you just want to oh boy why am i doing this but that's with any job i've ever had you know i mean it's, it's no different does your experience in the gym translate to give you any benefits at work yes you know it's like i do the hardest things first all the time save the easiest things for later i carry myself with confidence at work and that is portrayed to the inmates and to where when i say something they listen okay you know uh because they all have rights to refuse and not do this and not do that or not be not not to comply with the care, but not that I'm any uh, better than any other nurse. In fact, I'm just a mediocre nurse. I feel, but I get the job done. I get all the inmates that I take care of to comply with the medications, to comply with their treatments, and uh, and it's just by 
having that confidence that this is going to work for you. And I don't know how to explain it, but it, yeah, it does. Cause it gives me the energy, the strength, you know, some of the people that I also work with are invalids. Uh, they're in jerry chairs or bedfast. Uh, we used to have people on vents, but I have to lift them to roll them, to clean them, take care of them. We have to take wound care. And so I have the strength that I can do those things. What's next? When you talk about the strength and the energy, what's your next goal for the, for the weightlifting or for work? Well, for work, uh, it's retirement next August, uh, August of next year, 23. But who's counting, right? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And then for weightlifting, uh, world championships are coming up December 2nd through the 10th of this year. And that's going to be in Orlando, Florida. And I'm competing against the best in the world. They take the top five lifters in all the different countries and we're going to meet in Florida and I, and I get to compete against them. And so my age group, I was saying, but yeah, you're taking the five best. I says, what am I ranked? And they says, you're number one. (laughs) And I have never known anybody to have even competed in a national, let alone a world event. I've never known anybody to have won a national or uh, other than myself. I mean, so this is all so new to me. It's exciting, but I, I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. And this is a whole different world, a different class of weightlifters too. These, these boys, they, they can throw up some weight. And well, they, you they, said you have, you said you have no idea what you're getting yourself into, but it sounds like that's not an uncomfortable position for you to be in. You've been there before and you've succeeded, right? That's right. <laughs> I, li- I like that little bit of uncomfortableness because that drives you to, you know, I can do this. And, and these people, are, and that's what they are, people, no better than I or you. And, and on the day back in March and April, I was better than all of them. And this time they could be better than me, but, I, you know, or they could have a bad day and I could have a good day and be better than them. So, and it's just all in the training and your outlook too, is it what you, what you believe you can or cannot do. I am my own worst enemy though. I mean, I got all that soft talk, the doubt and, you know, I, and that, that's the hardest demon to, to overcome, but they work with me on that too at the gym. How do you so, get over it? How do you get past it? By th- believing that you can breathing actually just sitting down and breathing and just being where you are i have to kind of constantly realize that it's not only me on that stage but the people who are supporting me like i said the wife the family friends my co-workers i mean they were they were excited when i won i mean when i i texted them and put it on facebook and they they were truly excited you know more than i've ever thought I mean, I'm on Facebook and I think I might've posted four times in the last 10 years and I got more hits. I never knew I knew that many people or that many people cared about me. I mean, but it, it, it's amazing. Well, registered nurse, Nick Friedman, we're all supporting you here. Make sure you give us an update and best of luck in the competition. Thank you very much. Pleasure to meet you. 
Thanks again to Nick Friedman. His story is proof that you're never too old to take on a new challenge. And good luck to Nick at the World Championships in Orlando. Your co-workers at SEI Laurel Highlands and the rest of the DOC will be pulling for you. And thank you for listening to the Pennsylvania Prisons and Parole Podcast, a production of the Department of Corrections Communications Office. For producer Kurt Bope, I'm Ryan Tarkowski. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Corrections PA. Until next time, 